0: Welcome to another episode of the Rental Journal podcast, a podcast dedicated to the equipment rental industry. I'm your host, Mark Simonson, and today's guest is Jamie Haydus. This is actually Jamie's second time on the podcast, so we had him on on episode 19, and we learned about how he had a career in hire and eventually started his own business called Mr. Traffic Guy, specializing in obviously traffic. Uh, And we managed to catch up with Jamie while I was in Adelaide at the Hire 22 convention. And he's since bought two additional businesses and is now expanding into the general rental space through City West Rentals. So we thought it'd be a great opportunity just to listen to where he's at at the moment uh, in terms of his businesses, where he thinks the business is going, and just have a, a general catch up as well. Uh, in terms of the HRAA, so I did just mention the Higher 22 Convention. Uh, there is two events coming up shortly uh, if anyone is interested in learning more about the HRA and events you can attend in Australia. So the first one is actually in Newcastle on the 18th of August. So you can, I'll put the link in the show notes. You can click in there and find out more about how you can attend. And if you're more regional, uh, they're also having an event in Darwin on the 31st of August. Be sure to check them out. Uh, that it's a great opportunity to network, learn more about the industry, and just find out what the HRIA is all about. All right, well, let's get into the episode and hope everyone enjoys it. So, when we spoke last, I think you had one business. Yes. And now, now you've got two. So, so what, what sort of happened between when we spoke last and now? Well, so it's actually three. Three um, businesses? So Jeez. All right. <laughs>
1: all right, so we uh, had an opportunity, we had a couple of big projects coming up, and we needed boards and we couldn't buy them and build them new quick enough. So I hunted around and see whether it was a business we could acquire, and a uh, message signed hire come up. And just out of the blue, I rang the owner because I know him, know him well, had a chat with him one night, was on the phone for about an hour, and he gave me a figure. And I said to him, sold, we'll take it. That, that uh, easy? That easy. I, I, wish, I wish most acquisitions were that easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I went and uh, I, uh, I rang my business partner, and I said, I've just committed to this. And he goes, you haven't even looked at anything. Mate, I've committed to it. We're going to do it. Um, I know what stock they've got. I trust the guy. I believe him. It's all on face value. I know that the stock value is pretty much what we're paying. So it doesn't matter what revenue or what customers, whatever, anything else is a bonus. He goes, how are we going to do it? I go, tomorrow morning, we're driving up there. We'll just sign a basic contract. We'll write one up. We'll sign it. And then we'll get solicitors involved in all the rest of it. So basically, that took about a month. Um,
0: how how, like let's actually break that down a little bit because a lot of people probably haven't bought a a rental business before so when when you agree terms with somebody like what is the actual process to buy so we
1: basically we bought it as an asset we didn't buy the business as a going concern so we basically bought all the assets okay the client list the contracts and the name and the ip but not the abn Okay. So then basically, all, the, all their liabilities, all the you know, whatever taxes and whatever debts they had owing to whoever is, is their problem. Mm-hmm. And we basically we just walk in, they walk out. We take everything over. And
0: and, th- and you you don't take their brand. We no, took their brand. Took their brand. All, okay. all the IP. So you got all the IP, all the brand, and all the yeah. assets basically. So Website, right, yeah. email addresses, phone numbers, yeah.
1: customers, staff. Took on their staff as well. And had one staff member, so we took him on. He's he's doing really well. he's Still with us. Um, so it's, yes,
0: it's, and then what happens? So you agree terms, you, you're buying the assets and everything. Like, what's the process for getting out a contract? Do you have to go to a solicitor first. Is there a template? Like, how? Do yeah, you- no, we go. We they've got their solicitors. We've got ours. Hey, Rental Journal podcast listeners, this episode was sponsored by Smart Equip. If you're an equipment owner, you know time is money, and equipment uptime is crucial. Did you know your technicians might be spending half their time searching for parts? using multiple logins and paper manuals instead of repairing equipment? If your fleet management team is wasting time establishing pricing terms, searching through your ERP system, and creating work orders, then your parts procurement process isn't designed for speed or accuracy. Solve this with SmartEquip Procurement. SmartEquip saves time, money, and increases uptime for your equipment. Best of all, with a single login, you can streamline your procurement lifecycle into one easy to use solution. Smart Equip Procurement is the leader in parts procurement technology that simplifies finding, sourcing, and buying the right parts and supplies. Enjoy the rest of the podcast and schedule a demo with Smart Equip Procurement to learn how you can increase your fleet's uptime.
1: Well, we're great on the price. Everything is sort of just, everything works around that. Sure. Just settlement terms and whatever finance they had it outstanding on the assets and whatever you know so we did it yeah, you know, we paid over three months so you pay the initial finance out first and then whatever the cash portion was you just pay that over time or it's whatever deal you can do
0: mm. and so all the all the assets that have finance agreements on there do they transfer to your name or do you buy them oh, you, out just refi- you just refinance okay them. but so yeah, you buy them out so, so you, you, refinance. you got your own brokers or whatever yeah anyway. we got our own
1: broker okay. he does everything for us so I mean, he played a very big role in this um yeah Gino did heaps to get this deal across the line also our solicitor at the time as well um, did, did a heap to make this happen because it got a bit sticky towards the, sort of the so, last week
0: so, so what was the reason for wanting to buy the business where you just wanted to add we needed more, the to asset. Sleep, more fleet
1: i didn't i didn't need the customers i needed the asset i mean yeah, you get both but we needed the asset i had massive vic roads contract coming up i need to supply about 40 boards for two years um, and i had 10. Okay. So we bought I think in that business. It was eighty assets that we bought. Um, the majority we kept. Some we sold off, um, but the majority, all the message boards to be kept. Um, yeah, it sort of helped us fill contracts that we had.
0: Yeah, and you, you didn't take their land. You just brought their assets into your location, or you kept? No, them no, to we work? took. We kept the.
1: We kept the. We took over the lease. Their property in Caram, so now we've got. Well now we've got three sites. But at that time, we had Point Cook and Carum Downs, um, so we could do both, west and southeast. And it always seems to be something that the customers ask you. There is a lot of traffic customers in the southeast, and they always want to know that you're near them. It makes no difference where I'm delivering the message board from, and whether it's coming from Adelaide or not, it doesn't matter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you don't know where it's coming from. As long as so you deliver matter. it on time. Then yeah, that's, that's right. That's what. Really but matters, for yeah. some unknown reason, in, in people's eyes, you need
0: to be near them. They just want comfort.
1: They never come and pick it up from you. You're always delivering <laughs> it, but they still want you to be close.
0: Yeah. Well, I was talking to um, <laughs> talking about being close. I was talking to RPM Hire and uh they were managing uh the logistics for their sydney location ingleburn from melbourne (laughs) yeah you know what i mean so like with traffic like a lot of it is like it's very rare that anyone picks this stuff up here.
1: yeah no they don't they don't yeah i couldn't even give you a number but hardly ever do people come and pick up message boards or you try and push them not to yeah it doesn't work yeah. it's easier for you you've always got something somewhere where you can just move from job to job or you know, you know give yeah. it a quick wash and
0: so you got the business yep. uh, you've got the assets moving into the premises what's the what's the steps then
1: yeah so look we um, we employed Steve as a full time employee which was their their, empl- their employee mm-hmm. um, Steve's amazing he's um, ex military so he's very regimented but I trust him like I trust anyone else he basically runs his own show up there he only calls when he needs something um see that's working really well it has been it's worked it's worked great so yeah so then we took our message sign um about six months after that i decided that i wanted to have a crack at a general hire business and i found one in Kilo at the time and i went and spent a bit of time with him and made him an offer and he shook my hand and he said yep it's yours
0: I think some of these big hire companies are going to talk to you about your negotiation tactics, mate. No, <laughs> all want to know negotiation <laughs> to about negotiation tactics It takes them like six months to get a deal done and you just walk in and shake someone's, shake someone's hand.
1: Make sure yourself, man.
0: It's not hard.
1: Uh. So um, then he rang me the next day and he said to me, nah, that the price that he initially asked for was um, over the top. And I went back. I did not low-balling. I I've already in between. And he initially said yes, and the next he went home and spoke to his wife, and he came back the next day he goes, no, no deal, that was the price. I said, well, I'm not giving you that. I'm not paying you half a million bucks over the odds just because you feel that's what your business is Is that because is
0: worth. he thought the assets were worth more or the customer no, base? No, he thought or? his
1: business was worth that. No, no, no. Actually, what it was was that's what he needed to get out. Okay. It doesn't matter what you need to get out. It's, it's worth X, and if I'm going to give you a little bit more, but I'm not going to give you. Sure. That so, and I sort of cracked it with him. I said, you know what, when you, when you become realistic, your, I'm, not, I'm not playing that game. So I went on a bit of a rampage that day and, and looking up how business was for sale, and I found another one. So I found City West Rentals. for. Oh,
0: so you didn't even buy that company. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I found wow. so, so I found City West Rentals in Williamstown, and, and, the, and the ad said something on the lines of High uh, business Williamstown location for sale, and I worked out that it could have only been City West. So the next morning, I drove straight in there, introduced myself to the Are boss. you telling
0: me that you were buying one business and then you called another business and the next day, you, you tried to buy that business? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are trying to make sales and they can't and you're going and just buying a business. Wait, wait so like, look, talk me through how how you cold call someone and just tell them that you want to buy their business you like know what?
1: you just walk in and you look them straight in the eyes and say thank well, yeah, you're for sale it's not hard
0: wow that's amazing
1: and, and i said to him and he goes oh you just give me a minute he didn't want to talk in front of his stuff and he goes i'll come outside and he goes yeah yeah we're for sale blah 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 and i looked at what he was asking i just did a quick walk around and sort of worked out what the value of the assets was and come back to him and said look man you're about 100 over but i'll give you what you want i need this dump on the first of march
0: can we do it? And when are we talking now? What's the period? Uh, it was the first week
1: of Feb. Okay. And he goes, oh, I haven't, I haven't got any contracts yet. I haven't got any section, whatever the terms. I can't remember what it was. Um, I haven't got any documents. I haven't got a pay now, haven't done a tax return in two years. You know what? That's your problem. I don't care. Um, I'll get my solicitor to drop a contract, and we need to do this, and we need to do it first of March. Um, so, yeah, back and forth, we got it done same sort of deal. We we paid out his initial all his finance on the equipment,
0: and then we paid him over four months for the balance. Do you get nervous when you do these sort of things, like, yeah. like uh, the, the? Do you get nervous about the risk that you're taking, or is it just like rolling? Yeah, the there's punches? a lot of
1: risk, even now. There's a heap of risk sitting there, mate. I, I don't care. It is what it is. It works. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I'm not gonna lose sleep over. It. Yeah. And I because... know I know as cocky as this may sound, I think I'm pretty good at what I do. So if it doesn't work this time, it'll work next time
0: yeah well, like what's the saying it's like you're not going to grow if you don't have debt
1: oh yeah as well you know you've got to be willing to take a risk and take a chance no one's going to give it to you no one gave me anything
0: yeah so so general rental operation that's really the, the first uh, like you're moving out from the specialty yes, I started in
1: general hire my first job at Kenards was um, I was a driver at South yeah, but I mean,
0: in your businesses, so you are in the specialty side? Yes, correct. Yep. And, then, and then you went into that, so now you've got more of a, like a pretty large suite of equipment now. Yeah,
1: and it sort of complements, because now we can be that one-stop shop. We can, you know, our road construction guys can come and hire a demo saw, can come and hire a road saw, a jackhammer, a small excavator, to break-up, a footpath, whatever. We, we can supply all that stuff. You know, cherry pickers, scissor lifts, toilets.
0: Yeah. And so... When I walk into one of these locations, am I? Who am I dealing with? Is it Mr. Traffic Hire or? Is it, who no, am so I?
1: it's um, so it's all branded now, City West Rentals, and it's a company of Mr. Traffic Hire.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, so in what is it? Two years? You you went from not having a company, or, and now you've got three businesses that you've acquired in that period of time. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, how does that make you feel? That feels good. that's crazy yeah it's
1: it's good it's good but it's a good journey it's been yeah you never would have thought in four years i'd be here um you know covid broke a lot of people but covid also helped a lot of people i.e our industry is flying because of covid i won't say just me because everybody around me is yeah i think yeah there's one positive that's come out of that disaster
0: yeah. Well, I think you are slowly seen even like when, when recessions happen or when markets downturn, like the rental industry is one of the ones that really sticks through the rough pit because yeah. people go, oh, we can't spend large amounts of capital anymore. So we yeah. want to start renting to Correct. cover it. And then they realize how good the rental option is and they continue renting. Spot on. Yeah. There so.
1: used to be rocky roads out there at the moment. I don't know. I'm confident that we will be okay, but um, you know, most hire companies should be okay. But what's happening with with builders and construction, oh, yeah. and uh, it's scary. I'm, thankfully, I'm not in that position. I've got I've got a strong team. I've got really good guys working with me. I've got a very good team. I've got a very we've um, got a, a great group of contractors that we use daily. You know, and there's a really good relationship there, and everybody looks after each other. So. Where I'm coming from, life's good. Mm. But it's not like that everywhere. What do you think's driving
0: that? I have no idea. It's weird, isn't it? Like, yeah. Well, even me, I, I'm, I'm trying to build a house at the moment. It's been like four years. <laughs> 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 it's, uh, half of it's my fault. I went overseas and has told the builder just to, just to park it, which they were fine with. But uh, they're probably not too happy because all the prices have gone up, but I'm on a fixed contract. So yeah, okay. They're... um. Yeah. got my labs uh, the, the slab put down the other day so finally you can actually see something sort of coming up which is exciting it's out of the people got obviously there's, there's a box hill in, in Victoria yeah yes yeah so I live in box hill in Sydney <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> which is quite confusing so nah that's cool man that's exciting so so I, I want to unpack this buying businesses because <laughs> swap your credit now <laughs> It, it, that's how you treat it
1: it's quite amazing <laughs> but
0: so so is your, is your goal just to keep getting bigger and bigger or to, to yeah, not, I've got a target. Survive? Like, like what's, what's the what's there's a number going? I want to
1: get to um, just purely for me I don't need to we can just keep going the way we're going now life's good we can just we just keep running it and, and whatever but yeah, there's nothing wrong with growing if you can if the you know if the need's are there why not yeah you know, we'll keep buying more equipment you know I've got Ten, another 10 utes coming next month. I've got five trucks coming over the next three months. The trucks are really hard to get. Utes are really hard to get, but we've just got we've just got a constant order of 10 utes. And when they come, the dealer asks us if we need them. Mm. And we haven't said no yet. So I've got 10 more utes coming next month. I've got five trucks. I've got three pod trucks and two tippers coming. Uh, I've got scissor lifts coming at the end of the year. I don't even... Can't even Is remember that what for your years. general rental branch?
0: Yeah. yeah, Did you hear... um I had a, a podcast with Greg Parfitt at Orange Hire, and, no, and, and he uh, he was talking about in the early '90s he was getting the same weekly rate for a scissor lift that it is today. Wow, that's scary, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well. That is scary.
1: Okay. <laughs> Well, it's funny if you, if, you to, if you want to talk about that so message boards, for example. I remember when we first started doing message boards at Kennard in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, we we're getting one hundred and fifty dollars a day. Now the average, if you go to what you do, the average is about fifty. If you're, which is still good money, you'll take that. If you're, you know, part of these bottom feeder companies that just do things cheap, for what reason I don't know, you might get it as cheap as twenty three dollars a day. Twenty, like what? And would I waste my time. I'm at 50 and I'm, I have got a board available. That's a fleet of 200 message boards. You're going to tell
0: me they're throwing in transport as well?
1: <laughs> in Adelaide, there's one certain company that does, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, nuts. How? <laughs> Stupidity.
0: How like, what, what's, what's, the, what's the ROI on the, on the, on the, on the, on the asset? About
1: 15 years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the hell? That's a... Uh jeez that just doesn't make sense does it like it what's the but point
1: everyone's got different ideas of how they make money to them maybe they think that they are making money yeah maybe no, they but, see no, that, coming that through. rental
0: rate but that rental rate isn't meant to be paying off just the asset it's paying for the business the operations so like 23 dollars a day I, i'm not really sure like what they think's gonna well, even happen. if
1: you even if your asset is fully paid off who cares you know it doesn't it doesn't change
0: anything yeah you still I got to run the business yeah
1: you want to make money or you want you here just to, to do turnover essentially all these people are doing is, is turning it over
0: yeah but even if it is fully paid off you would think that you would you would then take that opportunity to sell or use a bit of gear and get some new and keep your fleet upgraded so with message
1: boards it's a bit different like you as long as you keep maintaining a message board it's not it's not like a light tower or a diesel engine that, that does hours or a vehicle that does kilometers you yeah, does 300,000 k's, it's clapped out, it's, see you later, we'll get rid of it. And we said, well, you give it a coat of paint, you mm. update the LEDs, you change a few things, put some new batteries in it, doesn't matter if it's 15 years old, Yeah, still does the
0: same job. What, what's the oldest one you've seen?
1: In my fleet, I reckon I've got, I've got some 2005s,
0: Okay. because we haven't always bought new gear. But isn't there like new technology involved in a lot of the new ones? You update the technology. Oh, so you can just plug that in. And Big deal. Of... You
1: change the panels. You change the controller. It's not... And you're constantly doing that anyway because every time something breaks down on or something goes wrong with the controller, you're taking it back to the manufacturer. They're updating the module. They're updating the yeah, controller, yeah. They're charging you for that. So you've constantly got the current yeah. firmware or software or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's... I
0: guess that's what I'm talking about. You'd want to keep that, that latest sort of trend coming through because, like, is it a thing where you need to have... Certain types of um, compliance for, for for our contracts.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. There is, but it's not hard to do with
0: message boards. Yeah. So so what's what's some other new gear that you've got into the high business that you haven't really done before?
1: So we um, so we're doing just traffic use, just plain traffic yutes with cages and arrow boards. We've now started doing traffic yutes with VMS boards on the back. So that sort of adds an extra fifteen grand to the build. However, your return on investment ends up being the same. You just you, know, you, you charge that extra $150 a week, or whatever, wherever it's at, and your return on investment's the same. You've just now got something different that you're offering to the market that people want. Mm. Uh, we did the same with bollard trucks. We've started putting message boards on the back of bollard trucks. And, you know, it takes your bollard truck from a $60,000 asset to an $85,000 asset, but so long as you can get that back in your return.
0: And so it sounds like part of your success has come from the team. Teen- that you've got within the businesses as well oh, it helps of course yeah. yeah they
1: play a big part they play a big part in managing day to day and making sure everything runs smoothly and sort of allowing me just to be off doing because
0: something do. I've noticed with you like I, I've obviously worked with a lot of like owners of, of small hire companies over the years and I see two types of people I got I see the one where they're working 60, 70, <laughs> 80 hour weeks and they're, they're literally washing down the equipment and doing this and trying to like do everything basically. And they don't really have time to work on the business. And then you got the other type that is like, um, I think Luke Gillen's a great example. Like he, he's really good at stepping back and letting other people sort of do stuff and have more strategy. And you seem to have that to take a step back and, and not micromanage and let things grow a little bit more and think more strategic. Has it
1: always been like that? Yeah, it hasn't always been like that. For the first probably two and a half years, I was out there every day delivering message boards. I did all that. I've done it, I did it with other businesses. I did it with my own business. I'll still do it today if I have to. Yeah. But if I don't have to, why would I?
0: Yeah, and so when did that change happen? Was it a revenue thing or was it a people thing? Was yeah, it well, we, thing? we sort of got
1: to a point where we like, said, you know what, we're making, well, there's a bit of extra money coming in there. Let's put on an extra person, take a bit of load off us. Yeah. Let's put an extra two people on. It means we don't have to do the running around anymore we'll pay someone to do it yeah And you know,
0: we can enjoy life i worked hard enough yeah i think a lot of people don't like it's good that you take that route because a lot of people they just think they need to grind constantly yeah, and, no, you, they and, you, and you and you sort of run out of energy yeah I mean, like, a
1: lot, a lot of, there's a lot of things and, and, and again I'll, I'll thank Kenards for a lot of this because it i learned so much you know, and it, just something basic, like I, I managed Kennard, South Melbourne, it was the smallest, one of the smallest sites they had, it was a thousand square meters. And so one thing that used to go out regularly was trailers. And it was because around South Melbourne, Port Melbourne, people had very small houses, no driveways, you had park out the front of the street. You couldn't own a trailer. Mm. And me having old school mentality was, why the hell would you come and pay $60 to hire a trailer? You could just buy one for a thousand bucks and leave it at home. That was old school mentality. But then say, you know what, I need it for four hours, I come and take it, I do my job, I drop it back off, it's not my problem anymore. Big deal, I've paid $60, but that's convenience.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like that, and I've taken that sort of theory and, and just used it with everything I do. I'm, I'm not gonna sit at home and paint my house. Well, the painter's gotta be paid too. he needs thing, first of all. And second of all, there's other things I could be doing. I could be working on my business. Pay the painter or however much to paint my house whilst I'm still making more, doing what I'm good at. Mm. But a lot of people don't, they don't see it like that. They'd rather be home painting on a Sunday than out with the family. Yeah. I'd rather be enjoying myself on a Sunday. So,
0: Talk, Talking about that, that switch over from buying to, to renting, Bunnings. So I, I noticed that Coates has partnered with Bunnings yeah. uh, to do some stuff. And if, if you look at the Home Depot model in the US, like they're, I think they're the fourth largest or third largest rental business in the US now, just by sheer size. Yeah. Bunnings definitely haven't got that, that formula. Like I walked into a Bunnings the other day and it, like the higher shop section was pretty, um, pretty, pretty pretty average in itself, but like you reckon that's an opportunity for the market to grow even more to educate. Cause like the amount of stores that they have and the education they could have, like if they can educate just the normal person around the opportunities to rent, that might even add more cash customers to the market.
1: Well, if you're talking about the Bunnings model, it's hard for the average person that doesn't think that way. He would rather go and buy that Ozito power saw to do his job, and he might use that five times. Yeah, It'll cost him that much to hire it, or it cost him that much to buy it. just a crappy brand that five uses, probably okay. Mm. And he might get five uses out of it, so he might as well go and buy the saw he's not going to go and hire it yeah i don't
0: know i think it's i think
1: it's an education thing but yeah it is and most people aren't they're not wired that way most people are like well i'm not going to spend sixty dollars to hire a saw for a day when i can buy one for sixty dollars i I don't
0: see it that way yeah i'll get someone to come and cut it for me because i've got better things i could be doing you know what i think um now we're talking about Bunnings. But you, now, you, you, you know what I think they need to do? Like, hopefully they're listening to this so they can take a page <laughs> out of it. Uh, like, they, they need to have, like, people that understand rental working in the Bunnings stores.
1: Because That's the, not only Bunnings, but That's a lot of higher places. But you know what? Don't tell them because they'll actually
0: get good at what they do. <laughs> they'll, they'll challenge
1: me what I do.
0: But it's pretty simple, yeah. Like, you can't have someone that's, like like, selling timber one day and then doing bolts and screws the next day and then paint the next day and then they're expected to like rent something to somebody
1: what we're talking about is so basic but it's so hard for a lot of people yeah you just throw someone in and you say well you're a high controller
0: you you know what you're doing
1: you don't the majority don't Mm. yeah you can count the good people in this industry on one hand
0: What, what do you to counteract that how do you manage your onboarding then what's your typical process? Are you trying to look for people that have industry experience? Are you yeah, putting them through a certain way of training?
1: Yeah, I've, got, I've got, and again, I'm not blowing my own trumpet. Everyone that works with me and is working for me, I don't say for me, working with me, because it's part of my team, or we are a team, um, they contact me. They want to come and work with me. I haven't had to chase anybody to get them on board. We may have had a conversation, and I may have led them into it, but... The majority of people working with us, I wouldn't have thought that they'd have any complaints about how they're treated and what they've got—freedom and, yeah. and do whatever you want. Everyone draws a new car, you know. I think we've got we've got ten or twelve dual cabs now in our fleet. This is a pitch.
0: Now we're putting a pitch out there. <laughs> Opportunity. <laughs> You're up already? That's <laughs> <laughs> they're actually out <at> the front. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Now nah. all the guys that I've got, I haven't, I haven't, had to, I haven't advertised. To yeah, no. I haven't used a recruitment agency, but I think it's part of your energy. Like you're just a you, like him you were saying like you're just a happy <laughs> person. Like your energy, like I think when you've got that that positive like energy, it, it attracts. It attracts people. people. Yeah, it's
1: contagious, man. It's you want to walk around being miserable all day, man. Nobody's gonna to want to talk to you. You want to put a smile on your face and put positive energy out there. People want to talk to you. People want to know your story. People want to know what journey you've been on, what it's taken to get you. You can make it sound as easy as you want. Yeah. <laughs> or you can tell them the grind that you had to go through, but nobody wants to
0: hear that. But I think it's also just caring about people. Like actually showing an interest in, in like your team and your staff. Like and not treating it like a just a, a job.
1: It's not. It's not a job. There's one thing that, you know, pisses me off the high heaven is when people say, my worker, that's my worker. But it's not your worker. You don't own that person. Mm. That person didn't. Two things he needs to work because he needs or he or she need to work because they need to put food on the table. But you still want them to want to work with you. Yeah, you want them to feel that they're part of something that you're building. I mean, people can think this is bullshit as much as they want. It's not. It works. I'll yeah. put my hand up and say this is it. You treat people the way you want to be treated. You treat people with respect. You know, you give them a little bit. There's a give and take. You have to. You have to have that.
0: Yeah, I um, one of the best things I heard. Uh, on the podcast was from Jim Lee from the fleet office and he he spun it the other way. So he said every week he, um, he 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 owes his employees until he gets paid, until they get paid. And so it's not like they owe him and then they're working for him. It's yeah. like, I owe you because you're working with me. Like, I like it. And, and so until payday comes, then you're back again, you owe them again. And so it, it, when you think of it like that, it's almost like yeah, you're, you're, you're so happy that you have the opportunity to have people to be as part of your journey. And I think that's, uh, I like that's, 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 that's a special sort of that's way awesome. to
1: think of it. Yeah, I'll take my hat off to that. That's great. It's, you do need to. Thinking that way is the way to go.
0: Mm. What about The Higher Show? We're here today. You're yeah. actually the first interview, so <laughs> you're uh, actually a little bit of a backstory for the listeners. So we actually had someone else booked in to come in. And then I sent a message out in 30 minutes, Jamie said, yep, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I, be- actually, I
1: think I responded, you go, what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, catching up with you.
0: <laughs> oh, gee, nah, I really appreciate you filling in, but...
1: That's all uh, right, I don't bother being a fill-in, Mark, it's all <laughs> <right>.
0: <laughs> Well, I think there's, there's only a couple of people that have had a couple of uh, goes to the podcast, so you're, you're on, you're on the, 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 the special list, mate, of... Uh,
1: I'm definitely special. <laughs> double, double
0: episodes. <laughs> But uh, so we're at the, the higher convention today in Adelaide. So how many higher conventions have you been to with the HR? I reckon before? I've been
1: probably half a dozen.
0: And what's your typical goal that you're trying Networking.
1: to get? Networking. a of of people. It's a good place to catch up with everyone. That's all it is. Yeah, you walk around, you look at the stands. And last year we bought some stuff off a few stands and met some new suppliers. Obviously we had just, just acquired City West at the last one. I think we acquired a City West in March and I reckon that was in May in the Gold Coast. Mm. Yeah, so we met a few suppliers and we ordered some equipment there. But it's more just saying hi to everyone and, yeah, you know, just staying sort of in the mix with your peers or uh, I might say competitors because I don't see anyone as a competitor.
0: No. Yeah, that's a, it is a strange thing with the hire industry, isn't it? Everyone yeah. is sort of, like the sub-hire model, like really counteracts that whole... And you get more by being
1: friends with people than what you do. I'm not here to attack anyone or, or challenge them or I don't want to have a... a Rate war. Yeah. I think that's
0: except, just stupid. Except if it's $23 a day, then. You can have it, <laughs> keep
1: it, but I'll still have you bid for 23 bucks. I don't want to waste more time. Yeah. I'm going to take the phone call. It's a joke.
0: So, so I think a lot of people, they don't actually know how to network. Like, I know that sounds pretty silly, but like, when you, when you peel it back, I feel like a lot of new people to the industry will just walk around the trade show yeah. and see the booths. And then they'll just leave. Where you mentioned that it's it's really about networking with people. So, like, so, it's so, all it's about. So, so, so what, what, to you, like, what is networking?
1: Talking to people. Talking to people. Don't, you don't need to hide. Just say it as it is.
0: And people open up more when you.
1: 100% they open up. But well, to me, they do. I think they believe that when I say something, I'm not. Just painting a picture, It's that's it. It is what it is. There's no gray. It's black or white.
0: Yeah. I, I wonder, like, maybe people are more introverted. Maybe they get a bit nervous. Maybe they get shy. I don't know. I, I think there's still that element. Like, you've just got that energy. <laughs> <laughs> like, how many people walk into someone's business and go, are you for sale? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think uh, there needs to almost be, like, education on, like, like schooling on how to actually attend these sort of events, because-
1: So what are we starting at school?
0: You and I started <laughs> <laughs> You and I started I'll shoot off the rental,
1: gentlemen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you, you get what I'm saying? Like it's a, a lot of people aren't like privy to, to actually how to attend these sort of events and, and what the purpose is of networking. Cause like you can't just go in there and throw, like I, me personally, I'm really bad at small talk. I I don't like small talking. I would
1: never have noticed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at small talking, and like I only like having like proper conversations. And if we if I don't, then I typically just leave. And I feel like most so the half an hour we were talking shit. <laughs> we this, what was that? Yeah, but no, but with that, like we were, we were, like catching up in general. Like I, I don't really cl- like I wasn't asking you like oh oh how was the drive in and and what what's the weather like and all oh, like. Like that's not networking. Like you're not going to learn. Like networking is actually asking people real questions. Like, like yeah, but it gets to that. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I feel like maybe it's just a me thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of people out there that are in that same boat. I probably could
1: have run a list. I probably couldn't tell you how to do it. I probably you'd probably have to sit there taking notes when I do do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, they they were worth attending. I actually have a very Embarrassing story, <laughs> and I know that you in particular are going to really like this story. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can't believe I'm actually going to tell this story in front of so many people. I wasn't actually planning this, but um, so I was at the the higher convention in in Gold Coast a few years ago, like probably like five years ago or something. And I was with um, I think I was with Mack and X, uh, and we we're drinking after hours sort of event, not at the actual HIA like uh, party yeah, that or whatever. sort of
1: stuff doesn't usually happen at these events. Yeah, but I go drinking afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all clean, yeah. <laughs> just waters, mate. Just waters. And so uh, so I was just drinking, whatever, and one thing led to another and we're out to like sort of three, four in the morning.
1: It's
0: very yeah, exactly. <laughs> now this is where it gets a bit weird. So <laughs> so I was staying at Jupiter's uh on the gold coast and i went back to my room and i had to be up at like seven in the morning so i didn't really get that much sleep and i um i walked into my um my my hotel room in, in jupiter's and I, I remember i got down to my jocks got in bed turned the tv on I just wanted to like watch a bit of tv before i went to sleep and i sort of just passed out like i don't even remember like what i was watching and then i woke up it was like i teleported i woke up in my jocks in the elevator. Like I slept walk wow. to the elevator in my jocks. <laughs>
1: That's one of the best songs I've heard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is where it gets much worse. So I was saying at Jupiters and so they've got like a pretty strong security thing. Yeah. I didn't have my tag. I didn't have my key. Oh, no. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have a wallet. I was literally in my underwear. At four in the morning, or whatever time it was, four thirty, and so I was pressing my level to like maybe go back to another room and like knock on someone's door uh, or something uh, just yeah, yeah. to sort of help me. I was in the lift. Yeah. I was stuck. The only level I could go ground. to was ground. Yeah. So here I am in my underwear at four thirty in the morning in the casino elevator. Wow. And so I go down to the ground and then I, uh, I'm, I, get, it's pretty early in the morning. I'm still a bit. Drunk and so, I don't know where reception is. I walk through the gaming section oh, no. of Jupiter's in my underwear, and security chase after
1: me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then they walk me back to the uh, the reception. And I remember the lady was just like sitting there typing away, doing something on the desk, and then she just looked up and just saw me, the six foot five, tall, big <laughs> white guy walk <laughs> up in his underwear. <laughs> And like there's obviously people around gambling and stuff and and um, I'm just standing there and I I, I explained to her what happened and she's just thinking that I'm making the whole thing up really because it's just like it's a drunk going in the casino yeah so then I told her oh, I'm staying in room whatever it is here's my um here's my room number the room was booked by someone else so it wasn't oh, even no. my name I didn't even have my name on the room oh, no. so then like luckily they were kind enough and they gave me a, 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 rope. Cl- a rope and they ended up uh, a robe, sorry, and they end up putting me in the room and I went back up there and I went back went to the show the next day and I, I told one person and then everyone found out <laughs> every single person found out so when I, I came here I saw the casino was next door I was like All right, I, need to need I, need to, I need to avoid that place <laughs> <laughs> I need to avoid that place I've got a funny story
1: for you I'm pretty sure it was a HRIA it was probably about I well, it was quite a few years ago now. It might have even been it might have been six seven years ago we're on the Gold Coast, and we had the show during the day, and I was with a whole group of people with Kennards, and I'm not going to mention any names, but one particular big guy that used to be at Kennards, and we were drinking all night. It was about 3 in the morning, and he's like, come, boys, let's get some to eat. So we go down to Calvulav, we go to Macca's. And he goes, come, Junior, come with me. We go to the counter, and he goes, I want to order 100 cheeseburgers. And the guy just looks at him, and he goes... Can't give you 100 cheeseburgers. He goes, here's my credit card. I want to order 100 cheeseburgers. He <laughs> I'm not going to give you 100 cheeseburgers. He goes, why not? I want to pay for 100 cheeseburgers. I've got 700 hungry blokes. Everybody wants to eat. I want 100 cheeseburgers. I I'm not going to give you 100 cheeseburgers. He goes, all right. Give me 50 then. He goes, all right, I'll give you 50. <laughs> He pays, he pays for the cheese wiggas. I we'll be at the front. He comes out with bags full of cheese <laughs> and start eating cheeseburgers. cheese <laughs> Smashing cheese We got through about 25 of them, I reckon. There's 25 oh of them. Oh, my I'm God. Like, what do we do now? He goes, this is easy, son. Watch. Here, you want a cheese <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. These I, sorts of things. I, I, I
0: think that that person listens to this podcast, so they yeah, ought You uh... may have actually been on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're really narrowing down... <laughs> <laughs> Who this person is, we're sorry. He's <laughs> been thrown under the bus. Uh. Oh, man,
1: that story got out too. Everyone loved it. Like, how do you order 100 cheeseburgers? So it was funny, not long after that, I had, had a couple of crews installing barriers on a night install. I was working for RCA at the time, and I had about 25 blokes on the road installing barrier. We are doing steel barrier down the Tuller Freeway. And um, I'd gone home and gone to bed earlier the night before because I had a couple of big days. But I woke up at about 4 a.m. and I knew they were on the road till 5.30. So I've jumped out of bed, I've had a shower, got dressed, I've jumped in my car. I've called the local Maccas on my way and I've said, hey, I want to come past, I want 25, mac- chicken, uh, 25 bacon and egg meals.
0: What's in you guys are ordering the large sums of burgers?
1: <laughs> 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 and they go, are you serious? I go, yeah, okay, do you want me to give you my credit card now? I'm going to be there in 20 minutes to pick them up, I need to go feed everyone on site. You're like, are you serious? Okay, man, I'll give you my credit card. Just charge it credit card. So I get there. I've got boxes of bacon and egg meals. And the guy goes to me, Well, you're fed income, aren't you? And I said, Yeah, man. I've got people working on their own. I need to go feed them breakfast. Oh, that's the
0: sort of boss you need, right? <laughs> someone to come out with a uh, bacon and egg <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. So right. so look, one one thing that came out of your, your first podcast that a lot of people related to was how how transparent. And, and open you were around the mental health side like not many people uh are that that clear and, and honest especially on a, on a podcast with uh, a lot of people listening to it at once so so is that something that like you're you're continually working on and making sure that you're 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 sort of front of mind and and, and not because you i, I still remember when you told me that a story where i couldn't get off the couch so, so where are you sort of at that, at Mate, that everyone point? everyone has bad days. You've got to be conscious, it's like, it's, it's
1: real. It's not, Yeah, you know, big tough men will tell you, that's ah, bullshit, I'm strong, I can do whatever. I'm like, no, you can't. There's certain things you can't control. Your emotions, your heart, your brain. Once they take over, you know, if, and it's not about being strong, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but you've got to be conscious of these things. You're going to have your days that you're down. You're going to have people that you can talk to. Pick up the phone and just have a chat. Mm. Yeah, certain people will ring in and check it eat on me all the time
0: yeah do you reckon most people they when they do have those down days they just like try and hide it try and hide it yeah Yeah. of course they
1: do but if you're having these conversations on your good days then having them on your bad days is just it's just something you do and you will just keep doing it and you do everyone's got someone that they can call and i know who's not going to judge them yeah. there are going to be people that will so you just don't talk to those people and you limit yourself on what you do tell them because they will use it against you yeah. for me personally I don't give a shit what anyone thinks I'll say it as it is and if you don't like it that's your loss mm. I know who I am I know where I've been I know where I've come from I've come from nothing now I've got something you know that hasn't changed me as a person it's actually given me more confidence to be able to go and say what I think what I feel talk about whatever I want to talk about you know I might be ringing you to ask you how you're going, because I know you're having a bad day, but I'm just as much doing that for me. Yeah. Because we will have that conversation and you will tell me about yours, but I'll also be able to tell you about mine.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, I think last year in September, we jumped on board with Beyond Blue. Yeah, so we're regularly doing stuff with Beyond Blue now. You know, I actually haven't, I was wearing my wristband for six months, I took it off because it got, got a bit cheesy, I got to get some new ones, but you know, that's a conversation starter wearing that wristband, people go, oh, you're part of Beyond Blue. Actually, yeah, I'm part of Beyond Blue and actually part of a lot of other charities that we're dealing with at the moment. I um, don't know whether this is the time or place, or not. actually, I was actually setting up my own charity at the moment as we speak. Um, it's not around mental health, it's more about feeding the homeless and all that type of stuff. So hopefully towards the start of next year, I'll have a big launch on that. It's just something, you know, We've, I've been out doing a lot of that work with the local churches, feeding the homeless. I think I've done it probably probably ten times wow. this year. You know, it's not necessarily a monetary thing. You know, we've got people that cook meals and we go and we hand them out. We've got certain places that we go to and we hand them out. You get to know these people. These people just want to have a chat. There's right? no different to you or me. The only difference is their circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you take them a, a hot meal. I think last time I took a hundred hot meals out and sat there for an hour and a half. And you know what, it's challenging mentally on me too. It's, you leave there and you feel drained because it just, it's just—it's like everyone's just sucked the life out of you because you know what, you are that positive person. You yeah. are that standing there and you're seeing all this stuff around you. It's not nice to look at. You know, actually I had my daughter say to me, Dad, I want to come with you. And I said, sweetheart, you need a few more years. If I struggle with it, a nine year old's not going to cope with it.
0: What, um, what, what drove you to start the, the charity? Um
1: going and seeing so i I saw there's a a company out there called orange sky and they've gone and and i love what they've done um they've built vans um and they're like little laundries and showers and they basically they'll they'll work six nights a week they go to certain spots designated spots and they just sit there and the homeless will come they can wash their clothes have a shower have a wash and go and they're self-contained vans. they're like big mercedes vans um, and I looked at it and I thought, it's a great idea. and I, you know It's something that I could use my business that's doing well to support, to be able to create something, to be able to help people. Mm. Now, obviously, there's government grants and there's other things in the background that will all play a part in it, but I think initially you need to be able to provide the first steps. So I have registered a charity. There is a name, um, and now I've got two accountants working on how it'll get structured and how it works, and I will be. When it comes time, I will be asking people to jump on board and... You know, it's, it is going to be non for profit. Non for profit. It is going to be there to to help people. That's yeah. that's the idea. But you know what? It makes me feel good. Above yeah. Everything else, that makes me feel good. You give something back. You try and help people where you can. I mean, don't get me wrong. We sponsor sporting clubs. We sponsor church groups. I think we're up to about eighteen this year that we're sponsoring. Um, and again, if you can, if we couldn't do it, we wouldn't. But we can, so why not? Mm. We don't necessarily get anything out of it. We don't. The majority, we get
0: nothing out of it. But, just giving back to the I mean, Yeah, if
1: it helps the local junior clubs and it helps them, but they're all struggling. They don't have anything. The, the local government council gives them bugger all. They don't give them a lot. Yeah, you know, we, we give them a little bit of money. We donate lot towels every now and again. We donate message boards to promote things. You know, I might pay for the meat for the for, for the spit every now and again. You know, the president might ring me and you know we need we need to order twenty kilos of meat and no problem, just go to this butcher and I'll sort it out with him. Mm. whatever you can do to help out man it's all part of making yourself feel good about just life in general
0: yeah just being part of the community it's all
1: positive man it's all there's nothing
0: negative about and i think when when you do those good things it's like like for me i always use the analogy i hate receiving presents but i love giving presents (laughs) i don't like the feeling of receiving i don't know what it is it's like the the opening and the, the pressure of opening Maybe that's part of my small talk anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the, uh, the, the feeling of giving a present, like, I, I, it's, it's an amazing feeling. And so giving to the community and giving back, I think, <coughs> just adds to that energy that you're getting. And I sort of believe in good karma. Like the more you put out there, yeah, the, more, yeah, the more it's 100%. coming back. Yeah, 100%. And I'm, I, I, I agree with you
1: 100% what you just said. I'm, I don't really receive much. I don't, people don't buy me presents you know, and I, know I often hear people saying, spit on what do you buy the person that's got everything? Well, you know what, you buy the person that's got everything, the simplest thing that nobody else would ever think about. I had a friend come to see me the other day, and, um, and she brought me a toiletries bag. Might have cost her 10 bucks from Target, but it's simple. I don't have one.
0: My wife and I were talking about (laughs) this exact topic the other day. So we were saying that like people spend all this money on on, like big presents that people don't really care about. It's just a thing that's there. So my mum, my mom's going to love this story. (laughs) So my mum, I don't know how she found out, but she she found out that uh, our dinner chairs on the tiles they squeak when you when you open and close them yeah. when you push and pull them yeah. and we've got a, a newborn and so whenever you do it it can wake him up yeah. and so she she bought these um these uh bottoms for the yes. for the feet yes and and i went over to her house the other day and then she just randomly gave it to me and i was like what are you giving me these for and i went home and i just chucked them on the table and then my wife was like oh yeah we'll put them on the chairs put them on there and changed right. our lives <laughs> <laughs> like you know what i mean those those little things like people underestimate what those little things can actually do in terms of just making your life better so that toiletry bag like, it just the simple things.
1: like uh, you get sick of hearing, like, yeah, he's got expensive taste, you know, and he's got good things, and who cares? Yeah. And who cares? I appreciate... I've got other friends of mine that, especially now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm living alone, and um, they regularly cook for me. And if I'm not there for dinner, they'll bring me dinner. Like, yeah, that's it's awesome. small things like that, you know. It doesn't need to be you know, going and buying expensive clothes or expensive jewelry or whatever. It's little things, man. It's little things that you appreciate. People thinking of you. Mm. You know, you give, 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 give and it makes me feel good that I give but then I don't get back so it doesn't matter but when somebody goes and does the smaller things it means they thought about you. Yeah, and You've obviously left an impression on a mark somewhere along the line. Yeah, Or, or, or you, you know, you, you meet someone and you're having a conversation and they say to you, oh, do you remember what you said to me six months ago? But I don't remember what I had for breakfast. Oh, you said these. Fuck. Okay. I must have really left an impression there. Yeah, it's amazing how that works, <laughs> isn't it?
0: It's amazing those little those little one-liners that that people recognize and and can like it's the power of words is quite amazing. It can go both ways. Yeah. But the power of words, like when someone's having a bad day, like I remember I was talking to someone on the podcast um, about was from the uk and he said he was driving home from work and he had like the shittest week and he was just real upset and then uh his phone rang and it was the ceo and this guy was pretty junior in the organization at the time and he was looking at his phone ringing and he was thinking about whether he wanted to answer the phone or not he's like oh here we go just another thing like another thing and then he ended up answering it and then uh he was expecting to get blasted or something like can you go pick this up or do a delivery or whatever it is and then the ceo would just said oh, i just want to thank you for doing a great job and that was it yeah and he was like it the shit week just got completely erased like those little things like those little one-liners made up the
1: king of ringing people just to say good morning or hello what are you <laughs> ringing for just to say hello That's so oh sick. really Mate, do it man it takes 10 seconds of your day to brighten up someone else's yeah. You thought about that person. What do you want? I'm not really because I, want, I don't need anything. Man, I'm really say hello. That's all I called for. Yeah. If you're busy, we'll talk later. No drama. See you later.
0: You know who's pretty good at that as well? Flash.
1: He's 100. Yeah. yeah. My my legend, Flash.
0: Everyone's gonna be like, "What the hell are they talking about?" Flash. Doesn't matter. Flash <laughs> knows what we're talking about. Don't worry about anybody <laughs> else thinks. Nah. He's brilliant like that. Yeah. He's really good, man. He's he's done so well as well. <sighs> oh, he's a legend. Do you, you said you're supporting sporting clubs is this soccer or what do you, you yeah what are you? so we've
1: got uh soccer football maybe a cricket club somewhere in the mix did, you, know, did you, do you
0: follow the premier league at all no not really i'm we not sure if you saw what happened the other night with man city winning the league in the last like five minutes of the of the game is absolutely ridiculous. No, I didn't say it. You, you, you should check it out.
1: I'll drop on YouTube later. You should check it out,
0: it's, it's unbelievable. Send me the link later. I will. <laughs> but no, it's good. So so is that particular sports that you're associated with? Or so what? look, initially the um, the
1: Junior Soccer Club that, that I sponsor is where I met my best friend. We've been mates for 32 years. Um, so yeah, he doesn't have a lot of, Well, he's got sponsors on board, but like it's tough going. Western Suburbs Club. Always struggling.
0: Yeah, those small, especially during COVID, I think a lot of those small clubs really, really got hurt. I'm surprised they're still around. Because a lot of them had to give like refunds for the registrations, and they made no money. Yeah, that year.
1: Oh, they yeah. I think this year they're doing okay. This year finally they got some money in the bank. It's going good.
0: No, No, it's good that I I love that you've got like a like a small smallish to medium hire business. Like you got a group of them really. But, like, like, you give back and, and you're not willing just to, just to look at the bottom line and just focus on that.
1: Yeah. You, you, you get stuck doing that, but You're not going to ever move forward.
0: Yeah. I think, I think we need to start, like, a side business where we teach people, mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you know, my auntie said to me about four years ago, you need to be a public speaker. You should be a motivational speaker. I reckon you'd be good at it. I can't think of anything worse we getting up and standing in front of a thousand people.
0: That's so funny, but you walk into someone's business and you <laughs> tell them, hey, is this for sale? But you're, but you're not comfortable in talking to a big room of people? Like,
1: Imagine me walking in as a Jordan Belfort. Sell me this pen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, just without all the criminal activity, Sell me yeah? this pen. <laughs> uh, so what is it about big rooms that you don't like? What's the... I just,
1: don't know. I just don't... I don't know. Maybe I could do it now. I don't think it's anything that I could have done in the
0: past should I um should I talk to the HRA and organise for them to call you on stage on Thursday it night?
1: What <laughs> you see is what you get. It's either gonna work or it's not. Yeah. You'll see if I'm standing up there and I'm sweating bullets man, you don't work yeah. just push me off
0: the stage. <laughs> <laughs> turn turn dim the lights, guys. <laughs> <Get it close. laughs> uh, is, there, is there other things that you reckon you're working on at the moment? Like is there like, like you're so positive but, but there's obviously things that you do struggle with as well like what what's is there anything at the moment that you're sort of working through like if you if you could sort of give advice to your yourself i guess on things that you want to sort of work on like what what do you reckon is there
1: no, no. now you got me on the spot i don't know couldn't answer that right
0: now it seems like a bit of a deep question yeah it's a
1: bit there. <laughs> There's always a big gum. No, it's alright. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what has worked really well, They're like getting up and just walking along the beach every morning is just clears my head. Going for an hour walk every morning. I've been doing it ever since I moved to the beach. It's been the best thing. We've we've signed the heads of agreement on a on a on a seven thousand square meter property. Um actually just got a response about know, just before we started, saying that they've received it, they're looking at it. It's looking good. Hopefully we'll sign a lease in the next couple of weeks. Basically we'll move. So now we've got a bit sidetracked. So now we've got three sites. We're Point Cook, Williamstown and Carrum Downs. We're probably gonna close Williamstown and Point Cook and make one big site. We'll keep Caram Downs, because it's still our southeast. Yeah. And then by having everybody in one spot, under one roof, be able to run a lot better. uh, What happens with
0: the the branding? That's all City West. Okay. So Mr. Traffic is going to go under that side as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it'll be like two businesses on one premise, sort of. Thing. No, it's one business. It, it is, but I mean, from a brand standpoint, like <laughs> you yeah,
1: know, no, no we'd we actually don't have Mr. Traffic branding anymore. Ah. Oh. So if you have a look at our, my logo, it'll say City West Rentals, and it'll say One Three Hundred Mr. Traffic. Ah. Oh, okay. So Mr. Traffic's gone. All of our vehicles just say City West Rentals on them now.
0: Oh Okay. I didn't know yeah. that. All right. So
1: the Mr. Traffic is there, but it's in the phone number. Just so that you know that they're both tidy. Yeah, 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 But that's it. We're running with the City West. It's a general hire business. Yeah. The traffic side's a bit bigger than the general, but we will grow the general.
0: Yeah. And make it... And then that's, I'm assuming, because you don't want to box yourself into just being a specialist. Yeah, that correct. Means,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, I want to be a general hire business. I mean, that's... I'm good at that as well. I enjoy that. I enjoy all the hand tools. I enjoy all the... You know, hand little excavators and the dingoes and the bobcats and our trailer hire. It's all good fun. It's all... I'm very lucky because I'm good at what I do, and I really enjoy what I do. And if I had to go and stand behind the counter for ten hours a day and serve customers, I wouldn't have an issue doing that. Yeah, it's just I'm at a matter of point now where I don't have to. I can sit in my office and just punch out emails and quotes and whatever else. You know do tenders and all that fun stuff. Nice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fun stuff. Oh, yeah. so,
0: so, what's the the process of Moving the sites—is that a bit? That like a bit of a. Yeah, it's going mean, to be big. It's probably a big job. So.
1: Look, I've done it before. I did it before when I was at kid. It um, it was a big job. Like I literally went to a vacant site, I had to put the signage up. did a whole lot. Renovate it. Put down a heap of concrete. You know, organize contractors, trades, alarms, security.
0: All that. It must give you energy as well, but to be like, like doing. It's like setting up that new site. Like, it's exciting. Yeah. Exciting stuff. It's like good problems to have.
1: It is, definitely. Um, yeah, no, definitely looking forward to it. And like I said, looking forward to where the business will go once we do that. Because I'm pretty confident a little bit of City West will, will, will drop off a bit. Like all of our customers that live local that use us. We're only moving five minutes up the road. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. No. That's that's our next... Uh, next challenge that's
0: awesome yeah definitely well Jamie well thank you for coming on podcast number two mate thank you very much Mark thanks for having us it's been
1: good and um, yeah I'm sure we'll see you around the show
0: awesome